This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Since his first sighting in November of 1966, West Virginia's Mothman has become a pop culture figure recognized around the world. Just in time for Halloween, the state's best-known cryptid is back in a new movie, the locally produced Return of the Mothman. Coming up inside Appalachia producer Bill Lynch chats with the film's director Herb Gardner about the making of the movie. Well, we were looking to do another film and we wanted to do a Mothman story and actually had three separate ideas for potential scripts and then McCallum discovered Michael Noss' novel Return of the Mothman, shot it over to me and I read it. We both fell in love with the story. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. The West Virginia Board of Education is taking over Logan County Schools. As Chris Schultz reports, the decision comes after a report of a special circumstances review of the district last month. Control of the day-to-day operations of the Logan County School System, as well as county board operations, will be under the authority of the West Virginia Board of Education and the State Superintendent of Schools, effective Thursday evening. The decision comes after a report from the Department of Education's Office of Support and Accountability found 46 points of noncompliance in the school system, ranging from failing to post meeting agendas to improper use of county funds. Review leader and Office of Support and Accountability Coordinator Alexandra Kreiner detailed the findings, including allegations of intimidation of school system administrators, educators, and staff. When we asked about intimidation, one board member did make the statement that people who are in entry-level positions should feel intimidated by their superiors to a certain extent. An entire section of the report focused on Logan County Schools' contracting of Heritage Educational Services to provide virtual school instruction. The contract is the source of seven instances of noncompliance ranging from student personally identifiable information being improperly shared to a lack of special education services. In concluding Thursday's special meeting, Board President L. Paul Hardesty, a native of Logan County, expressed embarrassment at the situation. It's not about me today. It's not about me at all. It's about the 5,000 plus children and almost 800 employees that comprise Logan County Schools. It's about them today. I am truly sorry that this school system is in this situation again. This is not the first time the state has taken control of Logan County Schools, which in 1992 became the first local school system to be taken over by the State Board of Education. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. Halloween is next Monday, but we wanted to get your weekend started with a discussion about Mothman. Since his first sighting in November of 1966, West Virginia's Mothman has become a pop culture figure recognized around the world and appearing in films, books, and video games. Now the state's best-known cryptid is back in a new movie, the locally produced Return of the Mothman. Inside Appalachia producer Bill Lynch spoke with film director Herb Gardner about why people are still interested in the Mothman. The Mothman has been kind of like the the local monster. It was the one I had never heard of it until college, actually. What is the enduring affection for the, for the Mothman? Why, why do we still love the Mothman? You know, I think I'd, I'd probably rest on uh, Jungian thought uh, on that one. As Carl Jung would probably call him, you know, a universal archetype. 
that you know he kind of did wellsprings from whether he's real or not. Certainly, it's something that our universal unconscious can relate to. And I really think it's that simple. And there are so many. I mean, aside from the Mothman, there's uh, you know the Flatwoods Monster, and then there's Sasquatch, and the list goes on and on and on and on. West Virginia likes its monsters. We uh, you were ta- mentioning you know Sasquatch and the Flatwoods Monster. There's over twenty. They keep developing. Well, why do we like monsters? You know, I think with any any culture, and, and especially us, West Virginia Appalachian culture, anytime that there is a rich history of folklore and storytelling, I think uh, they just naturally arise. You know, again, going back to Carl Jung, it's like, can we project our shadow uh, self into the real world? And, and that's a reflection of, of us, really. With the production of the film, uh, did it go okay? Any trouble? It took two years to make, and we would have released it probably this time last year if COVID hadn't you know, just brought us to a grinding halt there for a while. We had actually shot our first scenes. When, and, of course, we were following all these strict protocols, masks and uh, you know, nitro gloves and taking people's temperatures every hour. And we'd filmed a couple of scenes out in the studio, and then we get a call from one of the primary actors that says, hey, I just found out that you know, prior to filming, I was, I was exposed to someone who has COVID. And they were getting tested, and we're, like, so, you know, we're just holding our breath for 48 hours. It came back negative, but you know, we didn't even have to discuss it. it the risk was just too high for us. Uh, we didn't want to put anybody at risk, so we just you know, put production on a back burner and concentrated what we could, you know, which was you know, working on you know, the Mothman costume and securing locations down the road and things that we could do literally from our offices. Herb, how did you get into filmmaking in the first place? Uh, you know, my background from the late 80s and early 90s, I did uh, educational films and commercials. I really didn't find it rewarding, and I was like, you know, if this is what's available, I'm just not going to do it. So I pursued a career as a detective uh, and as a mental health counselor. And then a few years ago, a very good friend of mine, actually is my filmmaking partner, Calvin Grimm, uh, enlisted me as, as an actor uh, on the first film, uh, River of Hope. And that was the type of filmmaking that I wanted to do. So I you know, went from being an actor in that to first assistant director and helped co-write the screenplay. And just, you know, I got hooked uh, and uh, haven't looked back since. And um, as soon as that project was over, we were looking to do another film. Uh, and we wanted to do a Mothman story and actually had three separate ideas for potential scripts, and then uh, Calvin discovered Michael Noss' novel, Return of the Mothman, um, shot it over to me, and I read it. We both fell in love with the story, um, and we decided that's what that was the avenue we were going to take, and we contacted Michael. Um, and he had been approached by you know some larger networks, like Sci-Fi Channel and FX, but he really... You know, he turned him down, and he, he wanted the story to be told by West Virginians. Uh, so after a few meetings with Michael, uh, we shook hands and started working on the project. I imagine the difference between you know, River of Hope, which was more of a historical drama, to your Mothman film, uh, that there'll be some differences like in how, costuming, special effects. What kind of challenges? Uh, well, you know, the first film, you know, which was set between 1850 and 1891, of course, Costuming, you know, was a huge concern. Uh, and then also, you know, we've got horses. So we had to hire horse wranglers and horse trainers to, well, 
to teach actors how to, to ride. In this film, uh, because it is contemporary, costuming wasn't an issue, but there's special effects, and we didn't go CGI route. The uh, Mothman is, an, is a live actor, um, so the costuming there was the huge challenge. Instead of having to come up with uh, period correct costumes for 50 people plus, it's getting this believable uh, costume for one actor. <laughs> but the challenge was real, and it was great. The film is called Return of the Mothman. Herb, thank you. Thank you so much. Return of the Mothman is being shown Friday and Saturday night at the LaBelle Theater in South Charleston. To hear more spooky stories, tune in to this weekend's episode of Inside Appalachia. This is West Virginia Morning. It's 7.52. Areas of fog this morning, decreasing cloudiness today, high temperatures in the 50s and 60s. Tonight, partly cloudy with lows in the 30s and 40s. Tomorrow, mostly sunny highs in the 60s. Sunday, mostly cloudy skies with a chance of rain, highs in the 50s and 60s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the the attorneys at Torres Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TorresSaveAlaw.com. legendary icon of cosmic cowboy country music, Ray Wiley Hubbard, returns to Mountain Stage with host Kathy Matea this weekend. The Texas native and former high school bandmate of Mountain Stage founder Larry Gross has carved out an unmistakable niche in in the modern world of folk, rock, and Americana music. Our song of the week is Hubbard's performance of Desperate Man. In this version, the Mountain Stage Band can be heard backing Hubbard. Joshua Tree fell down on my knees to the Virgin Mother of Prayer. I walked on glass barefooted and I crossed the devil's backbone. I done everything I swear. I say, hey, hey, what can I say? I'm a desperate man. I say, hey. What can I say? Oh, I'm a desperate man. Get on. Fortune. 
teletoman. No more last chances. You got no future at all. But I ain't listening to some black-hearted gypsy if she ain't got a crucifix on her wall. I say, hey, what can I say? was Ray Wiley Hubbard performing Desperate Man on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, David Adkins, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. 
Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.